It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Just how sustainable is the Dolphins' outlook beyond 2023? That is our subject here today on Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of Locked on NFL Scouting, lifelong Dolphins fan here to talk about the long-term outlook for the Dolphins beyond 2023 here today on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today is Tuesday. Just how viable is the Dolphins' long-term outlook beyond 2023? That is our focus here today on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins. Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 28, 2023. But thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Special shout out to our everydayers who keep it locked in with us on a daily basis. Today on the show, we are committing time to the future. And not just this upcoming season, but the long-term outlook with all of the legwork that the Dolphins have done. And I can't take credit for this show concept being run today. Uh, I've tried to stay tapped in with the team-building ideology of the team, team-building ideologies across the league. And what we have is an opportunity now, because a lot of fans have continued to have questions about the viability with so many prominent players, this young nucleus of Miami's team, getting ready to make a transition. How can you possibly sustain that? Can you sustain it? If it's not sustained, how bad will it be? And then all of those questions from plenty of, of, of fans, uh, you had Omar Kelly, who's been on the Dolphins beat for a very long time, now working with Sports Illustrated, and uh, he had put together a story yesterday that talked about Miami and the ideology of their win-now mentality, how long their optimal window is, uh, and the challenges that lie ahead with that. And it became a very buzzy topic yesterday. So I figured, well, why the heck not? I already have some of these materials put together, uh, but not looking that far ahead. Let's let's put our GM hat on as best as we can. 
Let's understand if that if I in June of 2023 can figure it out. Guys like Chris Greer and Brandon Shore and the brain trust of this football organization, they too will also be able to figure out all of the things that we're talking about. But it's not without its challenges. And there are some concessions that are going to have to be made. But what I tried to do is I tried to put together uh, an outlook for this upcoming season, a 53-man roster. That's important because the final salary cap figure is important to know. And then look ahead to what you can retain off of this team for 2024. What concessions have to be made? What roadblocks are there? Uh, and just how much upheaval will you ultimately get? And uh, I have about $7 million in cap space projected for the Dolphins. And, and really, this isn't a 2025-2026 problem. This is really the Dolphins in 2024 are projected to have about negative 30, depending on where you look, negative 25, negative $30 million in cap space. Could be higher depending on what you know, certain resources are giving you credit for from a cap perspective and a contract perspective or not. But you're going to have about negative $30 million in cap space in 2024. Right now, you have about $12.5 million, $13 million in cap space as things currently stand. My final figure is about just under $7 million in cap space for the Dolphins for 2023. That is important because what you don't use, you can carry over. So if you don't use it, you don't lose it. So you can get it as a credit towards next year's cap space. Uh, I do have two new players on the roster that are not currently on the roster, a backup nose tackle and running back Dalvin Cook. I do think Dalvin Cook is destined to come to the Dolphins. The question is the financials. I have it down for $6 million. Uh, I certainly think that that's probably a compromise between where Dalvin Cook wants to land and what the Dolphins have probably already reportedly offered him. It's been reported over the first couple of days this week. The Dolphins have an offer into Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think they have a home field advantage. I, I think the dynamics of the state of Florida from a, a labor perspective, it being home for Dalvin Cook, I just think there's a lot here that, that's ultimately going to break this thing Miami's way. They just might have to come up a little bit off of where they, they would like to be. But I have it down for $6 million. And if it's more than that, hey, just know I got $7 million in wiggle room already. Uh, but I have Tongavaloa, White, Thompson at quarterback, Mostert, Wilson, Dalvin Cook, Devon A. Chain, Alec Ingold in the backfield, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, Braxton Berry's chosen, Anderson, Eric Azucama at wide receiver, Eric Saubert, Durham Smythe, Elijah Higgins, Tanner Connor at tight end, your offensive linemen are Toronto Armstead, Isaiah Wynn, Cedric Ogwehi, Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt, Connor Williams, Robert Jones, Liam Eikenberg, Dan Feeney. Your defensive linemen are Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Raekwon Davis, a backup nose tackle to be determined. Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, Emmanuel Agba, Malik Reed, Andrew Van Ginkle. Linebackers, David Long, Jerome Baker, Channing Tindall, Duke Riley. Defensive backs, Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Cater Kohu, Cam Smith, Nick Needham, Trill Williams, Javon Holland, Brandon Jones, Deshaun Elliott, Jerome McKinley, kicker Jason Sanders, punter Jake Bailey, and long snapper Jake Ferguson. Those are the 53 that I have that offense with about $12 million in dead cap, which is commitments that, that were paid in years past that you deferred out for players who are no longer under contract. That's largely at this point in time Byron Jones money. Um, but that 53-man roster, I think, is a deeper group than what you had last year, which is good uh, because the depth of the skill group and the depth of the corners really tested you down the stretch last year in, in ways that probably cost you at least a handful of football games. The challenge is, okay, that's your 53, $7 million in cash space. You carry over, say, $6 million of that. 
you'll have to do sign and add players as injuries go on throughout the course of the season. What can you do from that point, bringing over $7 million and having a competitive season? And let's say the Dolphins win a playoff game, but they don't win the Super Bowl. And you're picking somewhere like you lost in the divisional round of the conference championship. It's somewhere between pick 26, pick 28, pick 29. You're picking in the late 20s. Just to paint a complete picture and expectation. That's how this season goes. Because this conversation doesn't start until the Dolphins play and finish their final football game of this upcoming season. Which you might argue is way too early to do this kind of content. But this is the question everybody has right now. Because it was a huge talking point yesterday. Uh, because Omar Kelly put together a piece that points out some very legitimate concerns that exist. Now, what I have done from here is I took that projection, right? And I have a rolling year-over-year cap table that looks at who's under contract for what, for when. And you identify the players who are expiring contracts. You talk about who you want to bring back. It's effectively the off-season blueprint all over again, but we're skipping the mock draft. We're skipping free agency signings of other players, uh, and, and we're putting some placeholders in place, so on and so forth. That is where this conversation is going to go next here on the show. But before we get there, I do have to take a quick break and talk to everybody about FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the best place for you to get in on all of the action at Major League Baseball. You can get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets back up to $200. So if you bet 20 bucks, and you land $200 in bonus bets back, win or lose with your first bet at FanDuel. That's $200 that you could spend betting on everything from the money line to over-under to who's going to hit the first home run in the upcoming Marlins game. All at that on an app that is safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid out instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get up to $200 back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So we have some resources we're going to pull up here on the YouTube channel. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, again, you can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm going to do my best to talk through this for those of you who do not have the visual aid. Uh, if you're interested in the visual aid, please also know you can get a hold of the visual aid courtesy of subtext. You can text Dolphins to 305-419-3924. Sign up. Get your first two weeks free. Find out if you like it, if it's for you. If not, you could cancel at any point, but you get a bunch of behind-the-scenes resources, a chance to text directly and talk directly with me about the Dolphins or whatever you want to talk about. And this resource that I'm going to pull up here on the YouTube channel is a part of that subtext hub uh, of resources. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and pull this up, and we can talk about what the Dolphins have to work with. So immediately, the first thing that comes front and center uh, I have the Dolphins with a 53-man roster projection for 2024 
that is just over $3 million in cap space at their disposal after finishing a 53. So it can be, first of all, it can be done. But what it looks like and the challenges there and the least amount of concessions that you can take with the roster is really where this conversation needs to be focused. And then there's a bunch of talking points that can pivot off of that that we can talk about. But my pathway to cap compliance and a competitive roster means you are going to have to part ways with some players. I have designated the following players as, based off the information that we have right now, what my cut-in or trade players would be for the Dolphins. Kicker Jason Sanders. It's over $4 million in cap space that you can save in 2024 with no dead cap. For a kicker who has not been the kind of kicker that you envision when you first paid him the contract extension. I grade him as an adequate starter. Finding an adequate starter kicker should not be an insurmountable challenge uh, for any team in the league. Linebacker Jerome Baker. Now, there is some dead cap that will be incurred here. It's it's about $5 million in dead cap, but you're saving about $9 million against the cap. Emmanuel Agba, you can save $13 million against the cap. He's your third edge guy. So unlike Sanders and Jerome Baker, Agba, you're not even losing a starter and saving $13 million against the cap. From a depth perspective, the emergence of Jalen Phillips and the matcher or the, the acquisition of Bradley Chubb, it's a no-brainer. Agba for 17 against the cap, or you eat the $4 million and save 13 for your third edge guy, who probably in this system I think is an adequate level starter. Yeah, you save the $13 million. Cedric Wilson, after the year, you can move on from it and just take a $1 million dead cap hit. Uh, so that's minus $1 million, but you're actually saving something along the lines of $7 million against the cap. So Baker, Agba, and Cedric Wilson combined is, is, is giving you close to $30 million in cap space, plus Jason Sanders is another four. And then I do have Xavier Howard soft-circled here. Uh, because I think if, if you read between the lines, the fact that the Dolphins drafted Cam Smith at 51 with two cornerbacks with the severity of salary cap commitments that they had under contract between Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard. I think if you're reading between the lines, an upheaval and a transition is, is going to come there because right now those guys are, are combined over $50 million, $50 million against the cap for 2024. You can move on from Xavier Howard Post June 1st, and you can take a $7.4 million dead cap hit in 2024. And remember, he's on the books for like $24 million. You're saving like $17 million against the cap. But then you would also incur about $15.5 million in dead cap for 2025. That is okay. Because as things currently stand, with a 2024-53 that is cap compliant and a bunch of players that are extended, re-signed, multi-year deals, 
kind of the players we think are going to fit and mesh and, and reallocating some cap space for 2024, courtesy of player extensions for players that are under contract for 2024 into 2025. The 2025 forecast has $64 million in cap space at its disposal. So we used about two, uh, one third of the current cap space that we know the Dolphins have went to player extensions, player re-signings, and contract restructures. So you've got a 53 in 2024, and that's it for players that are under contract that you are voluntarily walking away from. Jason Sanders, Jerome Baker, Emmanuel Agba, Cedric Wilson, Xavier Howard. Those are not the only players that you lose, but those are the only players that are under contract that you voluntarily walk from. It's not too bad, especially when you consider Xavier Howard. You still have Jalen Ramsey. You have the emergence of Cater Kohu. You have Cam Smith as a draft pick. You're probably going to reinvest something else, probably in the draft or a veteran player and or both into that cornerback room again next offseason anyway. But your top three, you still feel really good about. Assuming Cam Smith is who we'd like to think that he is with the Dolphins drafting and for being the best player available pick. Who are the other players you lose? The other players of note that you lose come at offensive tackle. Austin Jackson, currently in the last year of his rookie deal. I don't have him coming back. He's scheduled this upcoming season for $4.3 million against the cap. If you don't re-sign him, I do have them re-signing Isaiah Wynn. And Cedric Ogboy, he I, I think is a, a plenty reasonable swing tackle option. You got to figure out where that player is coming from. That fourth tackle with probably right tackle starting ceiling. Where do you find that player? Wherever you find that player will allocate against the cap for it. And the other one you're losing is Zach Sealer. So if you're looking at this from a, a starter's perspective, Zach Sealer, Austin Jackson, Xavier Howard, Jerome Baker are your position players that you are losing. Sealer hurts. But I have four names that I would present to you. Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, Christian Wilkins, and Zach Sealer. You have to pick one to let walk. Who is it going to be? Because I don't think the math is very favorable for you to accomplish this and get everybody else under contract unless you do one thing. And that is take quarterback to Watonga Valoa and you give him a contract extension that takes the $23 million that he is currently scheduled for in the fifth and final year of his rookie deal and you take that as guaranteed salary, and you kick it out. And if you prorate that over a four, five-year window, you can reduce that by probably 75% if you wanted to. Now, it's a big risk to take, but you could do it. And that would open up the pathway to keeping probably everybody other than Baker, Agba, and Xavier Howard. So you could keep Zach Sealer in that pathway. But you need Tua to stay healthy, and you need the team to be ready to give him a contract extension for that to be done. If you can get there, great. Then we can have the conversation about sustaining Zach Sealer. But all of these other dominoes take place. Only one player is post-June 1st. You do save more money if you trade Xavier Howard than if you were to cut him. 
So you'd ideally like to find a trade partner there. It's an extra $4 million in cap space that you can save. But this isn't just about cutting or trading players. And this isn't about just letting Zach Sealer and Austin Jackson walk in free agency. There's more that you have to do for cap compliance. You have to be willing to do some contract restructures. I have two of them. And you have to be able to also fill out a 53. And that's going to happen by re-signing a lot of players uh, in this forecast that, that are under contract in the here and now. This is not going to be a very robust free agent cycle this upcoming season for the Dolphins, no matter how they choose to do it. But I'll tell you this, if I can figure out how to do it on June 28th, I promise you, Brandon Shore, Chris Greer, the brain trust of this team, I'll figure it out and they'll have a competitive team. The question is, how big of a window can you create? How much wiggle room can you have? How much of a runway into 2025 and 2026 when it's time to start giving Javon Hollins and Jalen Waddles and, and Jalen Phillipses of the world contract extensions? What is that going to look like? That's what we're going to touch with here to close on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. This Locked on Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So we went through uh, the players that would be departing. And of course, how you replace those players, some of that is in-house. Some of that is courtesy of the draft. So I will pull back up uh, the resource that I've put together and we can acknowledge at the bottom, I have the Dolphins cap space already projected and committed for their draft picks based on the picks that they currently have for the 2024 NFL draft. A first, a second, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh. We're going to assume all those players make the team. And if you're looking at the sheet that I have collected, you will see there are some spots that are replacement level players that are designated that do not have a salary cap assignment for the 2024 season. And that is intentional because that is players that you're projecting you would use a, a draft selection for in some way, shape, or form. Ultimately, this table has 53 players and 53 cap assignments plus dead cap and rollover cap from 2023. But I'm going to read through uh, the roster after we acknowledge who the players are that need some, let's just say, TLC. Bradley Chubb, I'm max restructuring that deal again. He's still a younger player. There's a familiarity with the system. Even with another restructure, there is uh, ample flexibility. 
you could cut his cap hit for the upcoming season with a max restructure to under $11.5 million. And it's only going to $31 million in each of the next three seasons as a result. So is it a large number? Yes. But with the Dolphins and what they, they committed to bringing Bradley Chubb in, the way that they structured this deal when they gave him the new contract after the trade deadline was very apparent there was enough runway here and enough wiggle room that you could do this multiple times and still be able to have a digestible number. So I would max restructure Bradley Chubb. That drops that salary cap hit to about $11.3 million. And then the rest of the, the base salary that he has would then be put into each of the remaining years of his deal as prorated salary cap. I had somebody who had reached out and asked, hey, hey, can you just touch real quick on the difference between salary and cap numbers? And it, it is a, a little difficult to process, but salary is what you are scheduled to be paid in cash that year. It could come in roster bonus. It could come in a game check. Uh, there's a bunch of different ways the teams can allocate that. But you don't have to pay all of that against the cap up front. It's effectively putting, uh, let, let's say, your electric bill on a credit card, right? You paid the electric bill so that you can keep having electric. But if you put it on your credit card, you can then make monthly payments. But your credit card, instead of being paid monthly, is paid annually instead of it being a $150 electric bill. I don't know if that's a good number or a bad number for your respective house. Uh, it's hundreds of millions or hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars that is prorated out. So it's, it's effectively your credit balance from the past several seasons versus the cash that you must come up with courtesy of either paying out of your bank account or paying with a credit card to pay the cash that's due to the player. That's the difference. So I would credit transfer some of as much of Bradley Chubb's salary as I possibly can into the remaining years of his contract. The other player that I restructured was Jalen Ramsey, uh, who of course they did some pretty fancy work with in order to get him under contract um, for as low of a cap hit this upcoming year as they did. Now, Jalen Ramsey's currently scheduled for, it's about $26 million, $25 million against the cap. I took $8 million of his $15.5 million salary. And I said, we're going to prorate that out across the rest of the life of his contract. So it's $2 million this year, $2 million the year after that, and $2 million in each of the two, next two years after that, which are technically void years in which he's not under contract, but they've already committed to having salary cap on the books for it. That reduces Jalen Ramsey's contract hit against the cap by $6 million. It takes him to just over $19 million against the cap. And it's 23 and a quarter in 2025. And then void years, which are years he's not under contract, but the Dolphins will incur a cap hit for him and what they, money they've already paid him and were, are prorating out of about 3.7 per season for the next two years after 2025. So between Bradley Chubb and Jalen Ramsey, you're opening up a pretty significant amount of salary cap space. And that is what is going to allow you, in addition to moving on from Jason Sanders and Jerome Baker and Emmanuel Ogba and Cedric Wilson and Xavier Howard post June 1st, preferably via trade, 
That is what is going to allow you to get the following work done. I am extending Robert Hunt. I am extending Connor Williams. I'm extending quarterback Mike White. I am extending linebacker David Long, and I am extending defensive tackle Christian Wilkins. So Hunt, Williams, and Wilkins are the three of the four names that we acknowledged earlier in the show. I'm bringing them back. I don't want to lose them. I'm not prepared to lose them. They are a strong nucleus of the line of scrimmage of this team. I want them back. David Long and Mike White, those were cap hits around five and a half, six and a half million dollars, respectively, that I added an extra year in the way of Mike White. And then in David Long, I added two years on the back end of that deal based on what we are expecting David Long to play like this year. That is about in line with what they were due to get this year. They would each get in the extra years of their respective deals. That in the way of David Long saved you about a million and a half against the salary cap in 2024. In the way of Mike White, it saved you about a million and a half against the salary cap in 2024 as well. And they get extra years of their deals, but the big lump year is not backed into 2024 when the Dolphins have so much backlogged already. That's the thought process in giving some player extensions to players with bigger with bigger numbers. I am also uh, restructuring, excuse me, I forgot one more, uh, Durham Smythe, and you get about an extra million and a half against the cap by restructuring Durham Smythe. With the amount of new contracts that they've given Durham Smythe, I figured, what the heck, uh, if you can uh, kind of create that little extra wiggle room for cap compliance. They already feel committed to having him here. You put the big year, um, you, you skewed the cash more towards 2025 and tw- instead of 2024 and Durham Smythe's contract. He is, he's at 3.3 million in cap hit for 2024 as a result instead of like 4.4. And now he's just much more skewed. His cap hit for 2025 goes to just over five and a half instead of four and a half. So all these little micro transactions in, in, on top of a number of big departures, Xavier Howard, David Long, or Xavier uh, Howard, Jerome Baker, excuse me, Emmanuel Agba are your big departures. Cedric Wilson's a no-brainer, uh, especially if Braxton Barrios and Robbie Chosen, who are two players that I would have the Dolphins re-signing as things currently stand. Uh, and you can get them for uh, about three... Two to three million dollars a piece is probably fair based off Robbie Chosen uh, signing for uh, 1.3 this year and then Braxton Barrow signing for 3.5. Uh, you could give that to him on a two year deal and again, kick out the bigger hit of the two into 2025. And you have a digestible number for the 2024 year in which you're just trying to fill out the 53. And then in 2025, things of course expand so much and open up for you to have salary cap space. The full players that I am bringing back onto this Dolphins team for 2024, Alec Ingold, Braxton Berrios, Robbie Chosen, Isaiah Wynn, Cedric Kukwehi, Raekwon Davis, Malik Reed, Andrew Van Ginkle, Brandon Jones, in addition to Christian Wilkins, uh, Connor Williams, and Robert Hunt. A who's who of the important players, the quality depth options, adequate level starters and quality starters on this team, plus the cornerstone in Christian Wilkins you're bringing back at the expense, again, of Jason Sanders, Jerome Baker, Emmanuel Agba, Cedric Wilson, Xavier Howard, and Zach Sealer. 
Now, this does not include uh, a number of hypothetical would-be free agent signings, uh, some of which are, are in this table with a placeholder where you're expecting them to be uh, adequate level starter pay or potentially uh, rotational player pay. And then, of course, you have those draft picks, a first-round pick and a second-round pick in 2024 at your disposal that you can use to infuse a starter. Your expectation would be a starter for those two picks into your roster for a combined $3.5 million against the cap. It's time for Miami to start using these early picks again, or else you run the risk of your roster getting too lopsided. And we don't want the roster to get too lopsided to the point where you can't uh, willingly depart from a player like a Xavier Howard because you don't feel like Cam Smith, you don't have a Cam Smith on the roster. But I'm projecting that right now because of reading between the lines and what the Dolphins chose to do with that draft pick and what the cap investments are there. It's really hard to justify that for another year when now you're also playing for the edge group. So the last thing I'm going to do here to rip this off and, and we'll finish this off is reminder. The Dolphins projected to have a 53 and $7 million in cap space for 2023. I have a 53 for 2024. That's cap compliant. You got over $3 million in cap space, and then you have $64 million in cap space for 2025. Here is the 53 rooms in comparison to this year's team for 2024. Tonga White Thompson, quarterback room in both seasons. Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Devon A-Chain, Alec Ingold, staples of both running back rooms. I have Dalvin Cook on the roster for 2023. That's a replacement running back in 2024, probably somebody in free agency and or the draft. Well, it would have to be. Wide receivers, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Braxton Barrios, Robbie Chosen, Eric Ezukama, five out of six, overlapping with this year's group. A replacement receiver for Cedric Wilson for a fraction of the cost. Probably a $2 million player. Instead of Cedric Wilson being on the books for $8 million. A tight end, I brought back Eric Saubert. So you have Eric Saubert, Durham Smythe, Elijah Higgins, Tanner Connor, the exact same tight end room that I have in the projection for 2023. Offensive tackle, Teron Armstead, Isaiah Wynn, Cedric Ogbuehi, three out of four from this year's unit. A replacement player, either via free agency or the draft, in 2024 instead of Austin Jackson. You draft one in the first round, is there enough tackle depth to get that done? The interior offensive line, Robert Hunt, Connor Williams, Robert Jones, Liam Eichenberg, all overlapping with this year's unit. Dan Feeney walking and Ryan Hayes taking that spot on next year's 53 instead of Dan Feeney. Save about two, two and three quarter million dollars to do that. Christian Wilkins, Raekwon Davis back from this year's group. You do lose Zach Sealer and you still need a backup nose tackle. That's where you're hurt the most. Edge defenders, Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, Malik Reed, Andrew Van Ginkle overlapping on both seasons. Emmanuel Agba, you're exchanging him out for a rotational edge guy, either via the draft or free agency. Linebackers, David Long, Channing Tindall, Duke Riley overlapping. You're flipping out Jerome Baker for a replacement linebacker, either in free agency or the draft. Reminder, you have two picks in the first two rounds. You should be able to, between the 
replacement running back, replacement wide receiver, replacement offensive tackle, replacement defensive tackle, replacement edge guy, replacement linebacker guy, and then you have a replacement corner guy as well. You should find two starters there if you need them. You just got to be careful about not boxing yourself in too much and exclusively drafting for need. Cornerbacks, Jalen Ramsey, Cater Kohu, Cam Smith. I have True Williams back as well. I have Nick Needham walking. I have Xavier Howard, of course, a post-June 1st departure on the team. Between Ramsey, Kohu, and who we think Cam Smith is, give me one more guy and then give me a special teams guy. You could get that special teams guy late in the draft or you can get him uh, via free agency on a relatively cheap deal. Javon Holland, Brandon Jones, Verone McKinley, all back overlapping from the previous year. Need a replacement level safety for Deshaun Elliott. That was a player that signed for $1.7 million in free agency this season. Need a replacement level ki- or replacement kicker for Jason Sanders. Bring back Jake Bailey, Blake Ferguson on one-year deals. So again, you need a running back, but you have three, arguably three starting caliber running backs, at least two starting caliber running backs between Mostert and Devon A. Chain with what we're assuming he's going to be in year two. You have Hill, Waddle, Barrios chosen. You still need a sixth wide receiver, technically. I'm not stressed about finding that player, just like I'm not stressed about finding that running back. I am stressed about finding a tackle. I'm stressed about finding a defensive tackle, and I'm stressed about finding a linebacker. You find those three things with that $3 million in cap space that's allocated and those draft picks that have at your disposal, and this nucleus can remain in place, and then in 2025, You've got $64 million at your disposal you can tap into. Things open up. That's as good of a job as I could do uh, with the 24-hour notice that I had to do the show. And I did not even use a lot of the uh, advanced nuances of salary cap management. So depending on how they do, they want to start continuing to embrace void years. And again, I did not touch the Tuatunga Valoa fifth year. If you give a contract extension there, you're, you're talking 12, probably $12 million in cap space if you wanted to open that up, that you could open that up to. And that opens the way to say, okay, well, now we'll bring back Zach Sealer. And now you need uh, depth players at running back and wide receiver. You need a right tackle and an off-ball linebacker. Can you get those in the draft? Can you trade for a player with two years remaining on a rookie deal? and then have a rookie contract for two years and then worry about an extension. Lots of ways that this can go. But I got this team cap compliant with effectively the entire nucleus of the team in place, minus Xavier Howard, Zach Sealer, Jerome Baker, Emmanuel Agba, Jason Sanders, Cedric Wilson. I think we've got something to work with here. Because again, that is the name of the game, is long-term flexibility. That is what this team and this regime has constantly preached. And 24 is a bump in the road that you will have to take some losses on, but you hope you've prepped yourself accordingly, and then you do have assets to go out and find players. And then 2025, things expand back out where you can recommit to the players that you want to after having yet another competitive season in 2024. That's all we have time for here on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day. Fins up. Keep it locked in here on the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I will be back again tomorrow, and I hope to see you then. Peace.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.